What's up? What's up? This your boy Mark Curry from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. But you know what? Now I'm hanging with the homie Popo, politicking. You know how he do self help hip hop. That's right. Say that again. Say that fast. Self help hip hop. That's what. That's what's up. He representing San Diego, Oceanside, anything with a beach. He representing. That's right. He's trying to preserve hip hop culture. You know what I mean? I like that because we need to preserve it. Because pretty soon the youngsters ain't gonna even know what it. You know what's up you know what i mean he's also introducing future stars so get at him he got a podcast he's deep he's po po you know how you do it po po politician you spell that that's p p p how we feeling peace out uh popolitikin.com it was happening man it's renegade l ray real politic and find the pole what's up po politic yeah yeah uh yeah, uh, yeah, yo, the ecstasy, drop it. Is it over yet? Did I miss it? Did we witness Jehovah yet? Did COVID-19 kill more than Ebola yet? It's like our government hate us more than the Soviet. That's how it seems. American dreams, nightmares and schemes, the balancing beams. We flip for the memes, you know what I mean? The school bus bringing them food, they quarantine. And these are the things that I'm seeing as I'm going shopping for food Thinking to myself, I need more ammo and tools I mean, I keep a Nina on me, but a chopper be cool Cause the way they tryna run off in your house is a fool I'm saying, dear God, don't let me go overboard Dear God, I'm on your side if it's a holy war Thinking about my C's, always been on Q's and P's Drawing from a sketchy scene, got me crossing extra T's God, guns, and groceries. God, guns, and groceries. Always keep my loved ones close to me. Never let the fear take control of me. All we need is God, guns, and groceries. Conversations with my kids, I keep it real with them. I tell them how society gonna try to deal with them. And I don't sugarcoat it neither, cause they need to hear it. Once you can see it, you can beat it. Ain't no need to fear it. Ain't God to lead my spirit as I'm loading bullets. He know how I get out. Ain't no question, woulda, wouldn't, coulda, couldn't. Grew up in the hood like I'm Cuba Gooden. So right before I pull it, I always ask him, shoulda, shouldn't. Printing off these ABCs for my son. I'm his teacher now. Sunday morning, streaming with the preacher now. Job's gone, it's a matter of time before the creepers out and i can't blame them either kids gotta eat somehow they saying somehow some way we gonna make it out this situation they got your people sick to make you get their vaccination just bought some ammunition in case that ain't exaggeration damn god guns and groceries god guns and groceries Always keep my loved ones close to me Never let the fear take control of me All we need is God, guns, and groceries Welcome back to PolPolitikin.com Your home for self-help meets hip-hop Make sure you go on Spotify, Apple Music, uh, YouTube Type in PolPolitikin Listen to my interviews since 2008 One, two, one, two, I'm a place to be With Renegade El Rey, how you doing? I'm blessed, man, how you? Fantastic. What's, what's the meaning behind your name? I mean, you know, for those who understand Spanish, it's exactly what it is. It ain't no, no secret, you know. El, El Rey means the king, you know, in Espanol. Yeah, so Spanish? Renegade the king. Huh? Spanish? 
No, I'm not. I actually, uh, I, I just, I was, I was, I delved into the Spanish language a lot, you know, um, as a kid. You know, I, uh, I grew up with a lot of Spanish uh, babysitters, you know, just so happened to be. So it, it's been, it's been something that's just, I always been attracted to. So, you know, once I jumped into middle school and high school and so on and so forth, um, it's just like, I, that's all I did was Spanish. All I took was Spanish class. You fluent in Spanish? No, no, okay. not so much. Uh, I'm not that fluent, but I understand and I can write. I can read, write, and, uh, you know, I can speak a little bit. Bueno. I can speak enough to get myself around when I'm in Miami, you know, when I go to Spain. Okay. I said buenos dias. Yeah, buenos dias. <laughs> I would say, then you were saying, um, what's the meaning with the caps? Why are you putting it all caps? Well, that, that's how I'm marking my name, right? And, and the thing is about it is, uh, for those who don't know, back back when I was slanging mixtapes, uh, I had a line that said, uh, renegade, uh, let's say, um, uh, renegade all caps. And well, no, I said, uh, I'm everywhere, I'm everywhere like the Eagle Bee. And it was, and I was referring to the money. So I was like, all caps, because mm-hmm. that just went with the capital, if you get what I'm saying. So going, going, just playing back off, back and forth off of the money and off of the caps is why I always keep it all caps. So now that that's how I trademark my name, that's how I market my name. It's just I try to make sure that everybody spells it in all caps every time. It ain't if, if you're not spelling it in all caps, it ain't my name. So I just recently had a record called uh, See Me. Um, and I, I even said that in the line. I said, uh, no, I rip the town even when I ain't around. Say my name. If it ain't in all caps, it don't count. What's up? And then that's, you, that's, huh? I was saying, you from Memphis? I was reading you from Memphis. All day, all day. So, how, were you in Atlanta now? Yeah, I live in Atlanta now, but you know, I'm I'm a Memphian until I die. You hear me? So, how you how was it growing up in Memphis? What part of Memphis you from? I'm from Mitchell Heights and Ben Hampton. So, for those who don't know, that's like dead dead smack in the center of the city. Um, whereas you got North Memphis, you got Orange Mound, you might have South Memphis. You know, you might have uh Frazier. You know, Frazier Frazier can take you on around. Um, Going towards East Memphis, depending on you know, depending on how you traveling or whatnot. But being Hampton and Mitchell Heights is like dead smack in the center of the city. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm not sure how familiar you are with with Memphis, but you know that's that's from from Poplar on over. If we're going lateral, you know, coming from Orange Mound is you got Orange, you got Poplar Street for, for instance. On to the left, if I'm going from if, if I'm on Poplar Street going downtown. To the left of me, I'd be going to Orange Mound. To the right of me, I'd be going to Ben Hampton. Mm-hmm. And then to the right of that, I'd be going to what is called Mitchell Heights. You know, and, and, and I grew up in both of those hoods. For one, because uh, I lived in Mitchell Heights, but I was always in Ben Hampton. And then when I went to school, when I went to high school, I went to high school at East High School. So I'm always in the Hampton right there and back and forth between Mitchell Heights and Ben Hampton. So they're my two hoods right there. So what made you got what got you into music? Oh man, I've been in music since I was a little kid, man. My my pops, you know, he sings and stuff. You know, he does karaoke now, but you know, he just was a singer. You know, he didn't he didn't get a chance to uh, pursue it because uh, he he chose the military route, you know, to take care of me and my brother. You know, uh, and my mom, of course, you know. Uh, but because of him, 
we just always had music going on. My mom, she listened to a lot of different stuff too. So I, I ended up getting the best of like two different worlds because she liked a lot of gospel and uh, you know a lot of classical music with my pops. He was the one on the you know uh, the cameos and you know and then later on all the rap music. So he put me on the Snoops, you know the pops, you know all of that. He bought at the time where you could go into the music store and sit and listen and preview the album, you know, but you had to listen to the whole disc type vibe. You know what I'm saying? My pops, every album came out. So you know, naturally, naturally, that just thrusted me into music. I said, so why rap? What made you want to rap and not, you know, sing? I mean, for me, that was the best way I could, I could express myself, you know? Uh, I started freestyling probably like around fourth grade, you know? And um, after that, just, you know, small troubles as an adolescent, you you, you get to, the, the, the freestyling goes to, okay, let me, let me write a rap, let me write a song, you know? And you just get to writing from there, and I just it just grew, it just grew on me. And it oh, it came out. And then what is hip hop? Yeah, to yeah, you? yeah. What's hip hop to you? You said what? What's hip hop to you? What is hip hop to me? Yeah, hip hop. Yep. I mean, I, I don't, I really don't know how you how the question is phrased, but you know, for me, hip hop is everything. For me, hip hop is my outlet. You know, uh, it always has been, it always will be, even though it's my profession nowadays, you know, hip hop is always gonna be that, that, that go-to, you know, the go-to way of expressing myself. Yeah, who are some of your influences? Man, I grew up listening to a, a lot, even though I'm from Memphis, I'm from down south, I grew up listening to a lot of like up north people. You know, so you know, of course, the uh, the, root, the roots band. So I say he's definitely. When I say he, I mean Black Thought. Black is definitely one of my top top ten. Uh, Nas, Jigga. I wasn't really big on Big until like you know my latter years. Big was cool, but I, I guess I just wasn't. I wasn't rocking with him. So like I said, Jigga, Nas, Black Thought. I was on Noriega hard for a minute. You get what I'm saying? Um, you know, Common, Common was my guy. Uh, but because my pops, like I said, he was in the military, he got stationed out west in Colorado. You know, when I went out there with him, he was on a lot of pop. So he put me on a lot of, you know, pop, uh, Snoop, uh, 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 Dove Shack. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how familiar you are with, with the West Coast music, you know, no, back I'm then, but you know. Yeah, I actually saw him in person one time. I'm out here, I saw him in person one time. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Who, who who you saw who in person? Somebody from the Dove Shack. One of them was okay. Yo, one of them. It wasn't. I think it was a group, but it was one of them. Yeah, yeah. It was like I think it was like three or four of them. You know. Uh, so you know Warren G, all of that. That whole that whole G Funk era. You know, I was on that tough too. So just going back and forth, and, and as far as the folks from Memphis that I was influenced by was Ball and G, because I just like how smooth, you know, how smooth they was with. With how they was kicking, I wasn't really big on three six until probably a little bit later too. I used to like uh, Tommy Wright and Play a Fly because yeah, I'm from, a lot I'm of from Columbus, say. so I'm like, okay. you know, they ain't that far from you. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I mean, Fly, Fly definitely did his thing. I wasn't, I wasn't too big on Tommy Wright just because I just wasn't known. It wasn't nothing against him, uh, but I would say I was rocking around around that Play a Fly time. I was rocking with Fly. I was rocking with GB. 
You know what I'm saying? Gangsta Black was hard to me. Yeah. You know, so gang, Gangsta Black and actually Gangsta Boot. Yeah, I thought that's what I thought you were talking about at first. <laughs> I was no, like, no, no. I thought you were talking about Gangsta Boot. I, I definitely feel like Boot might have been the hardest one out of out, out of three six though. She her her solo albums that she did, them shit was like Yeah, I still like that crazy. where the dollars at. Oh yeah, that's a classic. Then how would you describe your sound to people? Uh you know, if I had to use one word, I would say eclectic. Okay. You know, because I, I use all my influences and everything I see, everything I hear. You know, I don't just listen to rap music. You know, I, and I'm a writer too. So, you know, I write hip hop and R&B. So I'm all naturally listening to that. And I'm naturally listening to pop music, trying to just, you know, just feel feel the music. You know, if I had to if I had to give my, my music a, a name, I would say it's hustle music. Because uh, for those who listen to my lyrics, I'm always talking about the grind. I'm always talking about the hustle. Like, you know, get up off your ass and go get it. Ain't nobody going to get it to you. And, you know, oh, y'all don't want to let me in. I'm, I'm about to make my way in type vibe. You know what I'm saying? Since I've been booming mixtapes on the street, this has been my subject matter for the most part. Yeah, you kind of going to the next question. I'm going to say, what would you say your story is as an MC? Uh, it's, it's just that of a hustler. It's that of a hustler because um, because I am an MC, and I appreciate you saying that term you did. Uh, but because I am an MC, I'm naturally a storyteller in terms of my truths, in terms of what I'm what I'm going through at the time, or, or, or recollecting on something that I might have went through, something that I might have did. You get what I'm saying? So uh, we're talking about that. You know the the the. the Climb, the climb to the top, different things that I might have did in my adolescent years, you know, because we're from the city, so everybody done dibble dabbled in something. But uh, I, don't, I don't too much talk about, you know, don't too much talk about dope. It's just, it's just not what I talk about, but, you know, we all done did everything. Yeah, what's your creative process when you're making a song? Man, I just vibe. I just, I just really vibe and see how it hit me. I, I try not to force it. You know, that's one thing that like uh, Ray Murray and, and Big Boy always te- taught me. It's just like, it's all about the vibe. You get what I'm saying? So when I listen to a record, especially these days, I make sure that I don't say the first thing that come to mind. Like where some people might just, like a lot of young niggas, in, not even just young niggas, but a lot of people, they just into, okay, play the beat. All right, and they jump in the booth and they just say the first thing that come to mind. For me, it's I, I want to vibe to it, let it marinate in my brain, and uh, and just, just see, okay, what is it that I'm trying to say? What is it that I feel like I need to say? What is it that I haven't said? You get what I'm saying? And then how have I said it before? If it's a, if it's a subject, you know, a familiar subject or whatever, whatever. So my process is really just let the beat play, and I might listen to it over and over and over again uh, with me juggling. I do so much, you know, uh, my company manages studios and, you know, I'm an engineer, I'm a writer, you know, I'm a father, you get what I'm saying? So with dealing, dealing with the kids and going back and forth, I, I I don't really have time to just sit and vibe no more. So now I let the beat play all while I'm doing whatever, whether I'm folding up clothes, whether I'm getting, getting kids ready, you get what I'm saying? Jump in the shower, in the bathroom, jump in the car. I'm playing the instrumental the whole time, just seeing, you know what I'm saying? Letting it pull out of me what it is that I'm trying to get to. So that's really my, my process, All everything that I just said. Because as I move around, my brain is moving. You get what I'm saying? So as I do something, 
then that, that might invoke another line. So for instance, like my God, Guns and Groceries record, everything that's in that particular record was exactly what I was seeing and doing. Mm. Printing off these ABCs for my son. I'm his teacher now. I had to be playing in. Mm. I'm his teacher now. <laughs> Sunday morning, streaming with the preaching now. That was on a Sunday. You get what I'm saying? So that's 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 my process, man. I just let I just let life, you know, life in the beat use me. That's what I'm saying. So how you feel about like okay, like when you make the song, it seems like it's a process. But then you got like the bloggers or critics. They listen to the song one time and they'll say yes or no. I'm like, that ain't how you listen to no album. Yeah, that ain't man. how they make the song. <laughs> you gotta let that shit hit a little bit. Yeah, it, it's crazy, but it's something that you know I've come to accept through the years because I do music, right? And then like a lot of like a lot of marketing people will say, you know, well, you're doing music for the public. If you ain't doing music for the public, then you know, just play that shit for yourself. Type vibe, so it's like because of that, I just I just let a nigga say what they want to do. What I'm saying, it is what it is. It, it feels like a roller coaster, you know, because you go to Six Flags and you wait 30, 45 minutes to an hour to get on that roller coaster, and that bitch ain't no five minutes long. You get what I'm saying? It's over with. But everything else up to it, so a lot of people don't appreciate what went into it. But up people like us that are hip hop connoisseurs, you get what I'm saying? It's like it's like a wine connoisseur. You know, to the average person, they go and get some wine, they just throw it back. Whatever, you know, yeah, it was cool. I ain't really fuck with it. You get what I'm saying? But the wine connoisseur, he gonna take it, he gonna swish it around, he gonna see, okay, is it separating? What's going on with it? He gonna taste it a little bit. Okay, I see some flavors, a hit of this, a hit of that. You know what I'm saying? He's really delving into the wine itself. So us as hip hop connoisseurs, that's what we do. But for them, it's just a roller coaster ride. Well, you was talking about your single, but what else? What else you working on? What's your current projects? My, I got, uh, I actually got three projects in the in the works. Mm -hmm. um, and, and God, guns and groceries. That's just one of the records that's off of that particular project. Um, with a with that producer, his name is a uh, DXTCY. He's from uh, Carolina. Okay. So uh, we linked in and, and we did a couple of different records on uh, a past album called uh, My Way Out. So he did my Yeah Yeah record. He did a record called uh, Ain't Even Trying. And I think he did another record. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I can't remember which one it was. But uh, after that, we linked in. I was like, yo, let's just do a whole project. So I got one coming with him. And then I got a project coming with uh, my homie, uh, Rose by Brilliant Matt. So he, he's from Macon, Georgia, actually. So uh, we, we're doing a different project. I try to keep the names, you know, Keep names in the tuck a little bit. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but but I got a, I got a different. Every every project with each producer is a different vibe of me, but it's all the same. So I, it ain't like I'm gonna be on some conscious shit on one, and then turn around and come on some dope dealing fuck these hoes. That's just not me. You get what I'm saying? But I am the middle of the road person, so I dabble in everything. You get what I'm saying? I was that college student that sold dope. You get what I'm saying? Just like that. I was in school, nigga. I went to class. You know what I'm saying? And I got, got my degrees. I got two of them. So, you know, just that being me in itself, I'm naturally going to talk about everything. But, you know, everything from a little bit of the street and then a little bit of some education, you know. But for the most part, the whole thing is exactly what I told you from the jump. I'm speaking on the grind. What you got your degrees in? Uh, my first degree was in finance. So I got a bachelor's in finance uh, from the University of Memphis. 
And then right after that, probably like a, a month after I graduated, I was headed down to Orlando and I went to a full sale for audio engineering, which is, you know, it helped me be the back door, helped me get in the back door of music. Yeah, that right. was really, to be honest with you, that was the main reason. One, I got tired of waiting on niggas uh, to do stuff for me. And two, I thought I had heard the story about Kanye and how Kanye did everything in terms of being the producer. And then, so while he's sitting in the room with folks, now he can play them his record. So I was like, you know, that'll be that, that'll be the move. So I just decided to do engineering to have that same effect, and it worked. So I would say, where, uh, like, where do you want to be as far as your career? Like, where do you see, like, you know, where are you trying to go with this? I mean, this ain't no fly by night shit for me. Like, I've been rapping for a minute, you know. So, like I said, I am a writer, and because I am an engineer, I'm somewhat of a producer. You know, more of a co-producer because. You know, what a lot of people don't know is the engineers, we the ones that's moving moving stuff around. You get what I'm saying? Helping format the beat, you know, putting niggas on beat. You know, we do a lot of different things and a lot of different ideas. Maybe you shouldn't say it like this. Maybe you should say it this way. You get what I'm saying? Different effects that make people feel a different way about this particular artist's line or delivery or whatnot. So with, with all of that said, uh, I just want to keep delving into all of that, all avenues of the production of music. Because that's what I do right now. So whether it be me being a household name as an artist or me being a go-to name as a writer, as an engineer, as a producer. You get what I'm saying? But when it's all said and done, you're going to see them credits. And that's that's where I'm going. I'm going for the longevity of it. Because when I'm not an artist no more, I want to still be able to do what I'm doing. So you making beats and stuff too already? Well, I just started making beats, making beats. Like I had an MPC back in the day. I had an MP, uh, MP2000. Uh, Excel, but I gave it to my partner because I was moving around so much, and he he wanted to make the beats. So I'm like, okay, you make the beats, and I'm a rap on it. So you know, I just started getting back into uh, messing around with beats. I did some stuff with this uh, this uh, company out in UK called Band Lab. Um, so I, I made some loops and different stuff like that. So now, come springing off of that, I think I might start back actually, you know what I'm saying, producing, but. You know, for now, I'm going to just, I, I like to play the co-production route. You get what I'm saying? And, and let the initial producer do his thing, and then I take it and I take it from there. Yeah, what are some of your interests outside of music? Now, um, I, I, uh, I'm an athlete, so, you know, naturally I'm working out whenever I get a chance. And I just started back, like, really, really working out. So, like, uh, the other day I jumped out and uh, ran, like, 4.46 miles is what the app said. You know, so it's just like just trying to make sure I stay in shape. So whether it's uh, sports, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a big watch head. So I'm trying to really, really like pay attention to the details in watches now because I just love watches. You get what I'm saying? So besides that, and just, right, right now, well, I've been on Fossil for so long that it's like, okay, I need to jump oh, off the so Fossil. I got so <laughs> many Fossils, bro. Like I'm talking about broke Fossil. Fixed, I just got like seven fossil watches fixed the other day. You know what I'm saying? From batteries dying and they need to be cleaned up and you know, all of that. Uh, but I, I got a couple of uh, fossils and, and a couple of G-Shocks. I know niggas don't rock G-Shocks no more, but I like them, so fuck it. I'm wearing them. <laughs> so, you know, I got a couple of those and I I, uh, I think I'm going to get a couple more uh, Apple watches. I got just got like the regular black one. But like I said, with me liking watches so much, I think I'm about to really just delve into that. You know that avenue and just see what's going on. You know, yeah, I saw a lot of. Uh, 
it's a lot of people because I, I I look at the drop shipping. There's a lot of people got watch drop shipping watches and shit. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Watches, so you might want to get into that if you like watches like that. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. So like I said, but before I can just be a connoisseur, like you gotta you gotta taste the flavor. You know what I'm saying? So so I gotta see what's out there. But but I I think those are one of the things that uh, that's gonna really end up being my hobby. You know, I'm an artist to heart, so I draw. You know, but I ain't drew in a minute. Every so often, I do it just to test the skills, make sure I still got it. You know, look up on something and take a picture of it and draw it. Or, you know, if I can get somebody to be still, uh, still long enough, I might draw him. You know, so. Damn shit. I'll ask you, because uh, I asked a lot of the guests, what's a good way to flip $1,000 right now? A good way to flip $1,000? Well, it depends on what you're into. Um, For me, I'm on Robin Hood. So I've been doing... um. Uh, I've been doing like little different stocks lately, like you know your uh, your travel. I jumped in in a few travel stocks once uh, once COVID hit because I'm like, oh shit, everything dropped. Niggas gonna start back traveling at some point, so I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> I just interviewed somebody before you. They said the same thing. <laughs> yeah, niggas gonna start back traveling at some point. They're not gonna let that die out, you yeah. know. So just I invested in a couple travel junks and then uh, you know some oil, you know, little stuff like that, and and, and I'm just kind of like shifting around just to see, you know, what what, what can I grab to, to see? So I would say, right, as of right now, depending on if you're going for the long term or the quick, quick, quick buck, you know, I would I would throw it in something like that. A thousand dollars, because really a thousand dollars ain't much to work with, right. you know, but it, but it's something. So I would say put it in something like that, or if, you, if you're into you know, if you got a craft or, or, or a skill, you know, Shit, I don't know, buy a couple lawnmowers. Niggas still need their lawnmower cut. You know, uh-huh. there's all kinds of ways you can fix it. Told me a water pressure. I'm like, okay. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I went really? like that. Yeah, really? I'm, I'm like doing a case study. I'm asking everybody to do that. So shit. If I yeah, that, that, that's a good that's a good vibe because uh I know a couple of dudes, matter of fact, one of the dudes that he cleaned my car, I shot with him just because he the homie. He'll pull up on you wherever with his pressure washing, beam you up, you get what I'm saying, vacuum you out. Get you going, so that ain't that ain't a bad move. Hmm. All right, then um, I just want you to give us an interesting story that happened in your life. It could be anything. Nah, I got I got a lot of interesting stories. Uh, uh, I'm trying to pinpoint one. Grab one out. Grab one out of my brain. But I would say the obvious story because a lot of people ask me, well, "How did you?" How did you get to where you are, or how did you get into working with Stank on you, or working with a big boy, or organized noise, or whatever, whatever? And to be honest with you, it was just God. You know what I'm saying? So if I tell anybody any story off the top of my brain, it'd be that. You know, I asked God for a certain thing, and I went for it. That's that's it. So you know, I was going to school, you know, and uh, I had failed a couple classes, so I had to. I had, I failed a couple. Classes, but had already got into full sale. So had, if if I had got had to retake some classes, you know, in terms of semester wise, they would have pushed me back. So I ended up convincing the dean to let me take the next couple classes and the classes that I didn't that I got a C because I got a C. Uh, I mean, I got a D. But mm-hmm. you know, when you in your upper upper classes, you know, you got to get a C or better. A D is right. actually failing. So um, so I had actually got a D. In a couple of like um, investments classes, and we were woo for my finance degree. But I convinced the uh, I convinced the dean to let me take my next classes 
and those. And he was like, well, as long as I go back and take those classes and, and get it straight with the teachers, then it's cool. So they was like, okay, well, you take the class again. You won't be officially enrolled, but you still got to do everything, you know, books and, you know, the, uh, the uh, projects and the whole nines. Uh, but if I knocked that out, then it was going to change my grade. So here I am. Instead of taking your 12 hours, I think I was taking more like uh, 20-some hours. You get what I'm saying? And that's like mind-boggling, like straight up. Because <laughs> I'm trying to do this, and mind you, I'm doing music, selling mixtapes on the street on the, at the gas station, because that's how I was paying my rent, paying my car note at the time. You get what I'm saying? Just on the straight hustle. So I'm out there rain, seat, snow. You get what I'm saying? And I ask God to let me be, you know, let me rock with, with, with outcasts. That's what I wanted to do. So, boom. God, let me let me let me go to full sale. Let me rock with Outcast afterwards. So, do finish that. Went to full sale. Knocked that out. Sent sent uh, I sent Stank on you my resume halfway into my um program. Them niggas hit me back thirty minutes later. You get what I'm saying? And I just stayed in contact with them. Then when I graduated, I ended up moving. Hey, what like, you put on your resume? Huh? <laughs> I said, you hear me? Hey, I ain't had much. You feel me? I had my degree and I had the fact that I was in full set, so I can't take the credit for that. You know, that, that was that was man upstairs. You feel me? And I just, like I said, stayed in contact with him. So what was crazy was two weeks after I graduated, I threw half of my stuff away out of my apartment, threw what I could keep in a in a rental pickup truck, not a rental like Pence or U-Haul. Like I had my truck that I had at the time and I rented a pickup truck. Threw everything else in there. My girl drove my truck. I drove the pickup. Came down, came to Atlanta. Uh, about probably like an hour or two hours being in Atlanta. Stank on your car, be like, yo, you here yet? Yep. Came the next day. And it just built from there. You know, a lot of people think it can't happen, but you just got to work, man. You just got to grind it out. I started as an engineer. You get what I'm saying? Now I'm in this building. And the homies trust me with their music. You know what Trust me with their legacy. So when I record them, they know I'm, I'm going to keep them right. You get what I'm saying? So it just opened up. So many doors, and I never thought I'd be an engineer. Never wanted to be an engineer, but you know, to anybody that might be watching this, you know, like go with the flow. You feel me? Go with the so flow. You, ride, ride the way. Engineer Stankonia. Yeah, I'm the head engineer. I ain't know that. <laughs> I just knew you through Scar. I saw Scar repost it. I was like, I like that. But that's crazy. Right, right, right. That's that's how I ended up really building a relationship with Scar because he's just a one thou wild type dude. You know what I'm saying? So through recording him as he came through. With uh, with big and different people, you it just we just grew an actual genuine relationship. So I actually got like seven, eight records with Scar, and, and vice versa. A couple records that he got in the top that I, I'm trying to press him on because Scar won't drop nothing. But he got so many records, you know. He just he's just a perfectionist. Um, so like yeah, through that relationship, we just we just kind of built. So how long you been? How many years? I've been in Stake Only for ten years. Wow, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I came in as an intern and just built, you know what I'm saying? Grew up from there. That's dope. That's dope. That's a good story. So you kind of said the same thing, but what advice would you give to new artists? Hey, like you said, I just said it. Keep <laughs> going, man. Keep going and don't be afraid to, you know what I'm saying? Don't be afraid to ride ride whatever wave you might be on, whatever roller coaster you might be on. But ain't no plan B's, bro. Ain't no plan B's. You hear me? Whatever, whatever route go, whatever, whatever, something take me to something else. My plan A, my eyes are still on plan A all day. Plan B is just, a, you know what I'm saying? I feel like plan B is like a, a setup for failure, a setup, to, a setup to settle. 
Yeah, well, I quit my job. I was like, fuck this job shit, man. I don't feel like, how you feel about that? Like, like I feel like, like you said. Like, I can't, I can't tell a man or a woman to not provide for themselves, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm with you, fuck a job. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because my job is my craft. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? So that's another thing. I just ask God to let me, let me do music, God. I don't, I, I don't want to do nothing else. Um, and I want all my streams of income to, to, to come off of that. And that's what I, that's what I did. And that's what I'm doing. You get what I'm saying? So I made my job, my career. So are you into like manifestation and stuff like that? Oh, all day. Oh, day. You can hear it in the speech. I'm, I'm sure. You get what I'm saying? Like you gotta, now, now I ain't gonna say be foolish with it. You know what I'm saying? Like say, oh, I'm gonna fly. And you just jump off a building. You, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in terms of, you know, um, asking God for something, whatever your God may be, your most high, you know, uh, but in terms of asking the most high for something and then going towards it, manifesting it into your speech, right? And then uh, I never thought too much on it on a scientific level because I was talking to one of my interns one day and he asked me about, you know, because I was telling him about it. And he asked me, well, how do you think that that comes about? And I thought about it and I was like, well, really, it might just be because our brain triggers certain things. Meaning, like, okay, if your cousin pull up on you right now in a Tesla truck, you might not have never thought about a Tesla truck. But he pull up on you in a Tesla truck and said, yeah, yeah I just got that truck, man. Now, from as you drive down the street, oh, you're going to see more. You hear me? You're going to see more and more Tesla trucks. You're like, damn. You get what I'm saying? So it's like your mind has been open to that avenue, to that thing. So you see it more, right? It's the same thing in terms of what we want out of life for ourselves. And that's whether you're speaking negative on yourself or whether you're speaking positive on yourself. If you say, I'm going to go get this, like, for instance, niggas that get stressed out about bitches. Damn, that's a bad bitch. All I want is a bad bitch. All I want is a thick bitch. You see that bitch? You get what I'm saying? That's all they think. Everywhere they go, that's all they see, right? But if you focused on goals, not just money, you get what I'm saying? Because money going to come and money can come in all different ways that might not be the way you want it. You get what I'm saying? But if you focus on the goals at hand that you're that you striving for yourself, and that's really all you see, seeing, kind of like a horse, right? That's all you can see. As you go through life and you go through diff- different things, that's all you're really going to see, consciously and subconsciously. So every avenue that leads to that, that's what, that's what your eyes and your brain is going to catch. The other bullshit, you just don't see. You get what I'm saying? So that's how it's manifesting before you, before your eyes, before you even see it, before you even recognize it. That's how it's manifesting. You get what I'm saying? And as you just go, you go to that route, you go to that route, you go to that route. Before you know it, it just leads to your, it leads to your goal. Now, does that mean it's going to be easy? Hell no. Nah. You get what I'm saying? But as long as you keep your eye on the prize, like the old folks used to say, as long as you keep your eye on the prize, you're going to get it. The only people that fail are the people that quit. So what would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Fuck with me. <laughs> Fuck with me. We're gonna we on this ride. We on this ride for longevity. Anybody that's supporting me know and they they notice I ain't stopped yet. You get what I'm saying? And, and no matter how hard it's gonna get for me, because it's hard now. You know, people think it's easy, but it ain't. You get what I'm saying? But we're gonna make it happen. So for those that's rocking with me, I say I appreciate y'all. Fuck with me. We gonna we're gonna make this happen. All right, man. I want to say thanks for coming through politicking with me. For sure. I appreciate you politicking with me. You did.
You want to tell me your social media and everything? Yeah, for those who don't know, man, I'm Renegade L. Ray. It's Renegade Space. E L Space R E Y. So you can find me on anything, whether you Google that name or what. But in terms of my IGs, that's at Renegade underscore E L underscore R E Y. Uh, Twitter is the same, and uh, you can look that up on on Facebook, and it'll pretty. I'm pretty sure it'll pop up. You know, and we go from there. I got a website out if you just need to go to the website because you can from my website you can go to all other avenues, and that's Renegade. Hyphen, E L hyphen, R E Y. They don't let me do spaces, man. So I gotta do underscores and hyphens. So renegadeelray.com. You can find everything you need to find on me. The Poe Politican Show is brought to you by Audible. With over 180,000 titles to choose from, Audible is great for any continuous learner wanting to grow and expand their knowledge and insight. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash PO audio and get an audio book of your choice free with a 30 day trial. After the trial, your paid membership will begin at $14.95 per month. With your membership, you will receive one credit every month. Good for an audio book on Audible. Cancel before your trial ends and you will not be charged. So go to www.audibletrial.com slash P-O-Audio and download a free book by Tony Robbins, Grant Cardone, Napoleon Hill, Les Brown, Damon John, and more. Always remember that knowledge is power.